Different episode this week. Uh, not only because we've tried numerous different recording vessels, <laughs> and, now and now we're back to the yield faithful. Um, yeah, we're going to do something different, but first, I've got a joke. Let's go. Let's hear it. Let's hear right. it. A special joke for a special episode, I hope. <laughs> I'm going to try and not butcher this. So, uh, I had a curry the other night, and uh, I said, that's not the joke. I said to my missus, ah, oh, so my ass is really sore from this curry. And she said, ring sting. And I said, why, what would he be able to do? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. I did that was I did not see where that was going to be fair. I, you know, that was slightly impressive. I, this is what happens when you've got too much time on your hands. You come up with jokes about sting and curry. Oh, no, that was an original. That was a, that, that was a will original. That wasn't on wow. your that wasn't on your will bingo, was it? No, actually. That was that's an exclusive. I can't believe it. Okay. That was, that was um, not bad. Not, oh, not bad. thank you. And uh, whilst we're here, do you want to know what Stevie's wondering? What's he wondering now, Will? This what one, is Stevie you're, wondering? You're wondering now what Stevie Wonder is wondering. And Stevie Wonder is wondering this week, what is your favourite power tool? <laughs> what? Okay, What's what's in the... You know what's in the category in case no one knew i'm not like most masculine man of all time so you really you're not me. are you okay i can Turns give you the official definition of a a power tool if that helps would that help yeah think power tools are any device or machine powered by an external source of energy such as electricity or compressed air unlike hand tools that rely solely on human effort Power tools often enhance speed, strength, and efficiency, making them indispensable in various industries. That is so true. That's so true. I actually lied. I knew that. I didn't know that. But what's wrong with a drill? I I was going to go always, with the humble drill. Yeah. That's going to be good audio. Well, that. <laughs> that's a drill for that. <laughs> I've actually got I a quite... drill beside me. Really? No. I quite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I quite like the ones that um, you know, there's electric um, staplers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know the ones I mean? No, Listeners, I mean. we want to know what your <laughs> favourite power tool is. <laughs> it's actually, I would be enchanted to know. What people's favourite power tool? Yeah, and does, does your favourite power tool make a? What's it do? Yeah, what's yours do? I like that. Or the like just sort of like a metallic friction. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one so far, I think. Let us know. Email yeah, us we're at down our email. To find, yeah, email us at, at gmail.com or alternatively, direct message us on our Instagram. Don't yeah. bother direct messaging me because I'll ignore it. We'll just, well, we'll just talk to us in person, you 
awkward person you know just get come up to us no, don't just do that don't either, introduce actually. yourself say my favorite power tool is this don't introduce yourself yeah just, don't, fact, don't even don't even say, just walk up to and whisper in my ear <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> I, if someone tried to do that i'd probably punch them to be honest i'd probably spark them out no it would depend where if this was in soho on a friday night i'd probably think yeah that's fair for soho on a friday night He's on cat. yeah <laughs> you just you just finished the second line no you just have <laughs> fun Oi, <mate. laughs> you got any nails for that pal that's what that's what, that's what lars was doing Oi, are you stealing my <laughs> my power tool? Go around making power tool noises. Oh yeah. Well, so if you sample a power tool noise, can you you can literally sue on that probably. Yeah. I, well, Lars we is using a power tool to saw through the door as we speak. This to entire get to, room. To me right? in this room. <laughs> You're Oi, your payment. Are you using for, power for the last tools? Drum film I once said hello and you said hello, so you owe me money. <laughs> It's actually just very like anti-free speech. It's all like Lars speech. Anything an Lars ever said. Speech. Yeah. <laughs> What's she like? She's a bastard. She doesn't let <laughs> me speak. <laughs> she doesn't shut her mouth ever. Bloody aw- It's bloody awful when it's election time. Oh my god. Can you imagine. Uh, Anyway, you're, you're wondering right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't you can't say that. She won't like it. <laughs> this is true. I can say what I like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the episode yeah. now. Yeah, you're wondering now, aren't you? You are wondering now. You're wondering what this now. Well, hopefully you're not wondering now because you know what it is, but I know exactly what it is. In a wider the sense, losers. people are wondering well, now. Yeah. It's about so, you, Will, this episode. Yeah. Who all about me it's what every episode should be about so just one you only get one yep okay i'll I'll make sure to milk it so basically these next two episodes or is it is it one episode split into part one and two or is it two episodes part one and part two yeah episode five five, part one and basically the two of us have created lists of songs that stop us in our tracks not necessarily our favorite songs ever but songs that have a deep or profound effect on us when we listen to them and we thought it well i thought it'd be interesting <laughs> to um, i didn't think much of it but we're doing it anyway yeah. <laughs> no i like the idea it's a good idea i thought it'd be interesting if the other person interviews the other person about the list yes. and then and then yeah. episode two will be vice versa we're gonna swap roles very versatile are we all this question that wasn't a power tool that noise that was the, that was just you was just like the, all the other noises of this episode have been real power tools <laughs> yeah we have not been making them ourselves <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, well, we said 20, but I've added a lot more than 20. I think I've added about yeah. 26. So how, how we just call it songs that stop us. And we'll link we will link these uh, playlists for, for people to goad and laugh at, because I know that people will look at my list and go, oh, so original or oh, yeah. crap. Oh, 
They'll go, oh, do you think you were born in the wrong generation or something? You know, that's what they'll say to you. The who aren't on here. There's nothing about generation. Don't don't be silly. Come on. I was talking about my generation. (laughs) No, there there is no who on here. That's weird. Who? A lot of Beatles, though. I've got, you know, I've got an an anti-freeze speech and uh, and a Baba (laughs) O'Reilly. You fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Baba O'Reilly has to fight for their meals in the fields. Uh, and anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up now and 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 well hand hand it over to you and let you quiz me. All right, uh, here we are for the interview of Will Spill. We all want this. We've all wanted this interview. Yeah, for the, the record of, of the tape. I know. Um, let me. Take a swig of water, and then I'm going to commence this interview. Just a really big fishing, swig. Do you think fishing is a reward for relaxing? <laughs> what does that mean? Do I need to be high well, to understand that? <laughs> no, it's just. <laughs> even me. I think I think fishing is people. Obviously, not now that people don't need to fish to eat because you can just go to Marks and Spencers. But mm. people that go fishing now, it's like there's no point to fishing other than to relax. Do you feel like you need to gaslight you yourself? Back, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you put all that. It's just relaxing, and then do you think, no, 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 I need to justify doing fuck all by canal all day, dressed in khaki, <laughs> wearing a silly hat. And do you Why think don't you well, just get on a boat? If I catch just a chill. fish in between, that's not. Mm. No, it's not. I mean. I think a certain someone who might edit this won't be very happy with my assessment. Does he go fishing a lot? Is he a fisher? Possibly. He is a bit Man. of a fisherman's friend. Hmm. I feel like it is a bit of an extra hobby. Because people take it very seriously as well. For the for the level of what, you know, what it really is, is you just move things from where they were and then put them back. That's like, not, you know. They, they take it the as seriously as Lars takes his copyright infringements. Right. And as it's we all much. know, he takes them very se- In fact, he'll probably not like me having any of these songs on my list. It, is there any uh, Metallica? No, there isn't, it's, actually. Uh, no. Would well, they, you should it, know, because you you've studied this. I'm literally uh, looking at it now. No, for a different, for a different, because I think this is such a niche way of categorizing music. This is not my favorite. This is not songs that I like to listen to all the time. This is just songs that have a deep meaning and effect on me. Uh, Should we explain the distinction there between like favorite and sort of what this is? Can we trust our audience to get that? No, we can't, because I know who listens to these. Um, (laughs) These are songs that, you know, you just feel something in your chest when you listen to a song. It's not a heart attack. It's, you know, maybe this song's just indigestion. Have a Rennie's. Um, (laughs) Songs that really make you kind of, they ground you where you are. They make you stop and you kind of think nothing else about that song whilst it's on. Yeah. Songs that never get boring, they're timeless for you, basically. And if that doesn't clear it up, go fuck yourself. <laughs> You've done more than enough now. Yeah. Um, is there any way you want to start? Uh, no, but of? full disclosure, this list is not in order of preference. 
Okay. Because I was going to say, first song is Bob Dylan, not Dark Yet. Oh, no, that is one yeah. of my favourites on that list, no, it's actually. it's there anyway. Okay, so we'll ignore that, and we'll go straight... <laughs> We'll go straight to your wondering now. We're going to start with that. But on brand, but no on brand. Yeah, kick it off. Tell I mean, me, Will, about your wondering now. I'm well, wondering you're, now. You're, you are wondering now. So obviously you're wondering now. It's the song that's given its name <laughs> to this beautiful podcast. Mm. Um, it's a song made famous by the specials and Death in Paradise. Um, but it was actually a song in the 60s by by two people. And Death, and death in Paradise, I just well, caught it now. Written by Ruben Anderson and performed by Andy and Joey. Uh, I don't know what Matt LeBlanc's <laughs> doing on it. but blokes. Um, <laughs> just a couple of geezers. Uh, and I think the specials version just has a real soulful. So there's something quite soulful about it for a ska reggae band. There's a lot of soul in it, and I'm a big fan of bass lines. And it's very, yeah. it's very. I wouldn't say daydreamy, but it's just relaxing. It feels like, and you know, I can put it on and just get lost where I like not care. I can just, I can just. Oh, I can relax now and kind of cool down from the day or something that sounds very yeah wanky but oh no no this is maybe the wankiest premise we're gonna be i think it's fine this is all about me just remember it's always about me it's all about will today and every other day right yeah no i know what you mean though it it sort of is like uh Oh no! You could just the, lay back and then it washes over you. you know? Exactly, that's good perfect. Song. And there's something so almost, I'd say, haunting, but all, also reflective of the lyrics. You know, you're wondering yeah. now what to do. Now you know this is the end. You're wondering how you'll pay for the way you did behave. It's like it's almost it's almost as if Terry was talking to me. God rest your soul, Terry. <laughs> Chat to you. Were you a bad boy in uni? <laughs> Oh, I'm a bad boy. No. <laughs> Curtain has fallen. Now you're on your own. I won't return. Forever you will. Well, you know, there's this hints of love, this hints of sadness, this hints of sacrifice, this hints of malice. That song really had everything. <laughs> Thank you, Alan Partridge, for that. <laughs> Is... I know, yeah. It's... I always get the impression that it's like a guy who's about to die. You just, you know, it is yeah, very like reflective, but like in a nice, vibes. In a, not, it's not a melancholy way, you know. And I, nice I think, accepting I think, way. I think any scar and reggae cajoles you to jive and move and skank, and I think this is a very soft, a softly spoken, a softly played song that you can almost slow mo skank to, and it's like a really yeah, relaxing yeah, yeah. move, and you've just got this <laughs> sense of freedom. <laughs> can you pull that later? Uh, I need to see slow mo sky. <laughs> that would be quite funny to watch, actually. You no, know, that's when you have to you pull your you pull your lady and you slow dance. That's a slow. Pull dance. your lady. Is that a euphemism? Oh, oh, oh. Oh my god. As long as, as, long as you're not pulling my aunt, my, my my what was it? Anti-Semitic. What was her name? I've forgotten already. Anti-Semitic. What? Who was it? I've got. 
That is your anti-free speech, Ruth. Oh, anti-free speech. Yeah, she doesn't get on yeah, with anti-Semitic. Oh, she does get on with anti-Semitic, actually. I think she might. I think she might get on. <laughs> That's her problem, though. She's affiliated with all the wrong people. I've got a really colourful family, and anti-free speech and anti-Semitic <laughs> don't like how colourful I'm being. <laughs> You're messed up family. um is there any more specials on this actually no sadly not so here's here's another example of this right do you think that that is the best special song uh you see the problem with that is uh, what what we class in the specials in that question is the original original i think that is my favorite special song yeah, I think it's the yield faithful. I will always return for that. I've got many special songs that I absolutely love, and I'll go through phases of loving. But that, you know, it, it's Evergreen. it's on the short list. It's on the short list for my funeral song. One of them, at least. I think that makes sense. I'm definitely. This other list contains. Get your tickets for that soon, guys. <laughs> uh, invite only. <laughs> RSVP. Ah, you're all welcome. Yeah, you'd be on the front row with anti-Semitic and uh, (laughs) anti-pasty would be there as well. (laughs) Anti-pasty. See, anti-pasty, does she turn up with bread and olives or does she just hate Cornwall? (laughs) (laughs) See, you'll only know if you turn up to my funeral. You You can't hate Cornwall though. Yeah, that's no. true. We can't ask her until we can't ask her until you die. <laughs> we can have a chat with your auntie about it. Uh, but I don't like pasties actually. Not a fan. A bit overrated. Wow. I uh, no so. comment. No. No comment. You can come. You don't want to upset your aunt, do you? You can uh, say. No, I don't. I, I don't want to upset anti-free speech. I don't want to upset anti-Semitic or anti You can say whatever you like. Not to anti-free speech. Oh, uh, no, that's true. That's true. Do you have to pick your words carefully? <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> uh, okay, next song then. Um, how about, I? oh, I've spotted you too in the list. In a little while. Well, oh, yeah, it is my, it is my list. Oh, yeah, you, um, I keep sometimes I just get surprised <laughs> by what's in here. Like, really? Like it, it, why, why does that? Why does that? I, I'm not a huge fan of YouTube, but why does that surprise you? I think that's why, though. I've never heard you talk about YouTube before. See, no, this song would hit you so strongly. It it did hit me strongly, and. Do, do you know how I found? Not found. Well, yeah. Do you know how I found this song? Um, so in my many um, researchings of musics um, in a little while is the last ever song that Joey Ramone listened to and it was the song that he listened to as he slipped away and I thought god that's that's both quite something that someone so synonymous with fucking great music, but listen to such a shit band as he died. <laughs> um, and I just think 
I think it's a really delicious little guitar kind of riff and lick at the start and mm. his lyrics are great and you know the novelty of the song did get ruined for me a little bit when Bono admitted that it was about a terrible hangover was it really uh, oh my god <laughs> but there's something so grounding I think about about the guitar the edge in his his guitar in in it and yeah uh, there's something kind of sweet about it the first verse is you know it you can I think you can read the first verse and you can you can come up with whatever reason you want for why for why you connect with that song. I know you can do that with any song, but this these lyrics in particular, I think that's the beauty of music. You could listen to this song and go, Oh, it reminds me of hot dogs. But yeah. I listen to I this love song. hot dogs. You mean crawling back to hot dogs <laughs> gasping for air. You know, just <laughs> do you know do, just for a little kind of the very first verse goes in a little while surely you'll be mine in a little while i'll be there in a little while this hurt will hurt no more i'll be home love it's kind of healing for me and at a risk of sounding cliche when you're in the trenches and you know things Mm. aren't going well for you i think it's dangerous to say a song is reassuring because a song is I, i know a song is so much more than just a song but you know if you need to go to the doctors for a jab, listen to that. You're still gonna have to get the jab. Do you know what I mean? It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's calming, and it gets a little bit sexual at the end. He said, "Turn me on, you turn me on," and you know, but it's like slow down my bleeding heart. It's just gut wrench. It's it's a perfect mix of gut wrench, pain, and like I said, it's just you should all listen to how beautiful the opening guitar look to that song is. I was going to say, it's like very like sentimental, but yeah, the lyrics yeah, it's kind like of like a certain straining going on. And, and I, I find it sentimental to myself, not not because of a specific event, not because of a specific person. It'll just be sentimental to me because I remember discovering that song and instantly liking it, which shocked me yeah. even more because, you know, I find you too difficult to like a lot. I think they're very okay. talented, but you know, are they that good? Or... <laughs> they're, they're very. It's another case that they're very like well liked, but what you know, the, what is the reason for that? Is it because it's they're very safe, kind of? Yeah. I, well, I've still that? got their record on my phone. Oh right, from the uh, did the, was that the thing with the iPod or whatever? Yeah, with the Apple Gate. Yeah. What was that a good album? Uh, I never listened to it. No, I did. I I tried to listen to. It. I I did give it a try. Just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that though. I like that. That that's the sort of band where you you have you usually have a bit of difficulty, but this song particularly like stands out. Yeah, and I think that makes my relationship with that band even more special and unique in a way. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to sound like a pont. Oh, I've got a unique relationship with that. But again, these are all feelings to me. Anti-free yeah. speech would hate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is I it for allowed, that song. Really, allowed, I, you can have like a a complex sort of I don't know 
like half pretentious relationship where it, it's become sort of I don't know I think you I think you're allowed to develop certain narratives with music and like artists so like it's not that I don't think it's that too poncy so long as you're not like they wrote this song for me I think that's different to like you know I don't know I learned this about the band and gradually it made me feel differently about this one song or something like that you know you're all right you're in the clear you're you know, not, you're not think, annoying uh... about it do you know what I think will help me? Anti-bullying what? will come in and stop anti-free speech from having a go at me about that. <laughs> You've got a lot of aunts, actually. I know, big family, huge family. Mm. It's just all the, uh, you know, all the, the breeding in Liverpool that was going on. There's just there's so many kids. <laughs> you know what? Is that a nice, was that a, a nice little segue saying Liverpool? There's a few Liverpool. Well, there's not a few. There's there two, are. but the, <laughs> actually, no, the, 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 technically, there's two, but there's more because go on. I, I'll. I don't want to steal your thunder, mate. No, no, no. You, who, who here is it? Elvis Presley from Liverpool, Liverpool, Tennessee. <laughs> is it? <laughs> he's, he's renowned from being from the docks in Liverpool. Is <laughs> How do, you, how do you get that? Many it, years of practice. Oh, uh, I saw Echo and the Bunnymen on Monday. Uh, Did you? And for reference, I'm talking about the 18th of September. Okay. And it was, you know, the song that I've put on here, I first heard it. It's just really bad for someone from Liverpool. I first heard it in a certain friend's flat, not not a certain executive friend, but another friend. And okay. it was second year of university. It was around no, just after Halloween. Uh, and it was freezing that, you know, the, we had the cold snap. Um, we had energy bills going up. So we were reduced to huddling on the couch or the sofa, depending on. <laughs> How southern you are. Um, on the settee. On the settee, <laughs> on the ottoman. <laughs> and the, we were hunched on this ottoman sofa couch settee, five-piece furniture set so, uh, with, with a huge blanket on. And this person goes in to start washing up dishes in the kitchen. And I hear this, I hear this music. Oh, God, what is that? That sounds fucking great. And it was Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnyman. I thought, I need to listen to more of these. And then My Kingdom came on. uh, And I think it is one of the most indulgent songs I'll ever listen to. It's got an orchestra. It's got beautifully rich lyrics, sung really well. you know, I'm lost in my kingdom while I was thinking. I, I think you, the song, in a kind of metamorphosis kind of way, allows you to literally get lost in it. And in there, you've got an absolutely face-melting guitar solo from Will Sargent. You know, he's he's very clever and kind of calculated with where he plays his guitar solos. He doesn't play he doesn't play a lot, but when he does, it is fantastic. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> uh, that you can really, really 
indulge yourself in that song. That 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 song's like a bar of sexy melted chocolate that you find on an advert. You know the people that find like a lost <laughs> chocolate bar. That Galaxy advert, yeah. or which one was it? Ooh, I'm, I'm immediately thinking I, of Galaxy. It's like a, but... <laughs> I've got a secret. Who's eating all my chocolate? Oh, it's all right. I've got a secret one under the couch. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat my couch chocolate seductively now. And I, I, I hate to degrade that song to secret chocolate bar behind the couch, but it feels like that kind of gem. It feels like I don't know. It's a song that I always, always revisit, and you can. You can move to it as well. The, the the progressions allow you to really be free and you just get this sense of beautiful indulgence. And it's just, I, I'm moving right now as I'm just thinking about the song. It's just got such a cool little rhythm and McCulloch is a lyrical beast. Yeah. And he's from I remember, Liverpool. Uh, I remember it being like really, I have this thing about songs that are like quite kinetic like not just not always danceable even though this is but like there is sort of like a i don't know there's like a driving force with the tempo that that it keeps like momentum yeah. really really well and it like builds really cinematically I, I, and stuff so yeah exactly and i think rhythm is what makes a song good and that's a very simple kind of declarative statement but every any song that you love you love for a reason more than just oh it sounds nice it, you can move to <laughs> it you can connect with it it's rhythm yeah and, I, and i'll stand by that and until someone proves I think me that wrong <laughs> the lars will come in now prove you wrong about his lack of understanding of rhythm it'll be right now <laughs> can, oh, can you teach me about rhythm you think he knocks doors out of time <laughs> <laughs> He's terrible no, on good, music videos. Bit. Is he? Yeah, he, he, every time the director says action, he's a bit late. I think he might just be like a bit, a bit slow. He can't play pool because he keeps missing his cue. Oh, oh. oh my god! <laughs> I think anti-free <laughs> speech should get involved. Yeah, they need to have a conversation. About, oh, no, I thought of a joke, but I can't tell it. No, you can't can. We'll just one. edit it out. Go on. No, no, I don't. No, I don't even want. I don't even want Save Joe it. to talk about it. Save <laughs> it till late. T- tell me later. Tell me later. I'll do it after. Right. That is a good album, Ocean Rain. Oh, Ocean uh, Rain. Oh, it's it's that. that truly is is a it is a sonic journey. That whole album. It. Yeah. it that really had a bit of everything, but it does. It's okay. It's, it's, it's just so umami, and that's a really funny word to use <laughs> anyway. Oh, Never mind. Ooh, umami. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ocean Rain is one of the most complete albums out there. If you're a music lover and you you know your music, Ocean Rain is just a piss of the resistance. Or whatever the saying goes. <laughs> what is it? Piss on the resistor. Piss on yeah, the resistor. Has Ricky ever said that? I, who's Vicky? Yeah, I, I, like, trailer park boys, Ricky. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, Ricky. See, I like quite a few Rickies. That's that's where you got me. <laughs> Which Ricky do you think I was on about? Well, Gervais. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Ah, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have that. Uh, no, it does. It is a Rickyism. No, no, it no. has to be. <laughs> oh, he's done you again, Steve. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good segue, actually. Okay, no, that, so from that's one, the way she goes. From one complete album to another, uh, yep. you, there is a song from Pet Sounds in here. Oh. From is God Only Knows, which I might interject and say might be the best song ever made. <laughs> I I was about to say the exact same thing. I think it. I, Every second of it is an absolute masterpiece. Brian Wilson is a genius. And I think you'll notice on this list that I've coupled In My Life by the Beatles right underneath God Only Knows. And I know that Mm. Pet Sounds came about as a result of Rubber Soul and Sgt. Pepper came out as about, you know, in a kind of direct uh, retaliation to Pet Sounds. But I think God Only Knows is the American equivalent of In My Life. It's just, I I defy anyone to not be moved when you hear that song. Uh, You know, the lyrics, it's a love song. There's pain in that love song and there's a lot of genuine love in that love song. And I think to have the talent to create something so beautiful and as you listen to this song, depending on how deaf you are, you, you can hear all the different instruments coming in, all these elements, all these all these different things coming together that he's had in his head. And they combine to make the most beautiful, emotional sounding music out there. And I think, yeah. funnily enough, going back to my thing about the bass before, what really hits me in this song, what really grounds me, is when that bass just comes in. It's E, it's E string bass, <clears throat> and it just hits your heartbeat. It's like, wow, I can feel that in my chest. That is, that is truly something. And like you mm-hmm. said, it probably is the best song ever written. Paul McCartney says it's the best song ever written. Oh, but that's praise enough. And then he wrote Temporary Secretary. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Wonderful Christmas Time, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like that song. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> There'll be a well, Christmas that's, episode. That, sure. That's another podcast. Fuck me, that song's terrible. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. But this song, like, I feel like and Beach Boys are like my favourite band of all time, I think. I, mean, really? why, I think they're the best. They are, yeah. Yeah. But I I feel like they sometimes it, you, you'd imagine because these songs are so universally adored that the lyrics are like sort of just face value and simple, but they're really not. Like it's very like mature songwriting, which is insane for the rest of like the soundscape to come with that as well. I don't know how you know I, I don't know how Brian Wilson managed to do that. But. I I just think the fact that his method of making music. And which is what contributed to him having his big mental breakdown was he'd hear a sound in his head 
And if he couldn't translate it to an instrument, he'd get so annoyed with himself. And if you've got God only knows flying around in your head. Could you imagine the the, the headache? (laughs) The rest of that album to go with that as well. Like there is so much that this album, I think that that album is the most like complete. Do you know what I love about God only knows? You can you can laugh to that song you can cry to that song you can be sad to that you can be happy to that song you, that song you can sell is, a Peugeot <laughs> do also that song is like a a hug when you need it and it doesn't matter how the hug finds you or when it finds you it just finds you when you need it and it yeah. it, it, it it feels great when you get that hug otherwise hug I'll give you, I'll give you one later. Like. Uh, in my life, this will always make me cry because it always makes me think about my family and my brothers and making sure that I do everything in my life to be as good to them as I can. Uh, and I think, like you said about that maturity, for Lennon to write a song so mature, so young. And he said he spent a weekend trying to be really clever with lyrics and farting about with chords and songs and eventually he gave up and then in my life came to him and immediately the opening kind of guitar in that song it 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 just it goes wow it made me go the first time I heard it I went I said out loud I went wow that yeah is sensational and a bit like well nothing like god on it it's a really simple song the drum the drum part is really simple the guitar is pretty much the same all the way through you know and then the harmonies like the famous lennon mccartney harrison harmonies that cut in it it puts you in a really i don't it's just a really reflective mood of a song it really makes you contemplate yourself your life and I'm not afraid or embarrassed to admit that I cry pretty much every time I listen to that song yeah 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 it's, fucking I, loser I, 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 like, <laughs> I want to see I want to see that your tears you pussy there <laughs> 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 no, it is like I don't know there is that song that just like invokes that like emotion sort of and, every and single think... time I think maybe I have an extra affinity being from Liverpool and that could be a silly thing to say out loud and oh I feel I, I, I'm not I'm not proclaiming to say that I feel a part of the Beatles but it's almost like I can relate to the places that he and the emotions and the things that they kind of talk about because I see it yeah and it just makes it even more that bit real um yeah I'm envious and, of that. You're not envious of me, are you? Not of you, but of that though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. There is just there is a certain like uh, and, geolocation thing about the Beatles. That, yeah, if it, it must there be is, like a eternal. And there is something really macabre about in my life. There's something so dark and sinister about it. It's about people aren't here anymore, and you can only remember them. And I'm very fortunate to be in a position where there aren't that many people in my life where I only have memories of them now. 
yeah. I, I know a bit like God Only Knows, it's a song that's going to change meaning for me as my life goes on. And I know, sadly, it won't be for the better, which kind of makes the song even more special to me. Mm. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shall we do let's what's what else is in here? Welsh is in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh ooh. Okay. How about how about not that? How about how oh, should you Bowie now? Oh it's been that my heroes has been staring at me. Looking through uh What are you looking, looking at chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> this um the quality street has been staring at me today it's, it's heroes just excellent for one day pick. excellent pick go ahead uh, come choice. on i mean other than the fact that absolutely any self-respecting person even anti-pasty and anti-semitic and anti-whatever yeah. else we how can you not a, how can you not love David Bowie? And B, how can you not love this song? It's not my favourite Bowie song, however. My, right, uh, right, right. But, you know, it's just... how I, It's one of those songs that I don't fully know how to describe why it really gets to me, but it, it, it just stops you. Whenever you hear it, you put all your attention into listening to this song. You don't... Even if I'm at a club, a pub, a bar... Uh, a function wherever I am even on the if this song comes on I stop what I'm doing and I just close my eyes and listen to this song or I find the per- person closest to me can be a random person and I just start <laughs> singing and jiving to this song and it it's there's kind of I think there's a sense of catharticism in this song when yeah. the main because it doesn't follow your conventional song pattern of verse chorus verse chorus it's kind of it's almost like a crescendo it builds you up to this big kind of main chorus at the end and it just you feel a real sense of atmosphere it it places it grounds you in a place of obviously the berlin wall falling uh but that guitar slide i think it's just a I think he's just playing slide on A, the A chord for the whole thing. And again, like a lot of these songs on this list are very simple. And I think a very good song done very well doesn't have to be over the top wall of sound, Phil Spector. And obviously we all love Bowie anyway. Only Bowie could have made that record. And I think that's what makes it even more special. And I feel a part of that song when I listen to it. I, you know, uh, that's fair. He's just an absolute genius, and it was probably the seventies, early eighties are probably my favorite Bowie kind of years as well. Like, I mean, not to kind of take away from you here, but to segue on to the other Bowie song on this list. That was the next. That was the next movement. Yeah. Can you hear? Can you hear me? me? I th- what? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Can you? Can you though? No, it's all good. Uh, we we, think... we had technical difficulties earlier. We're all good. Now. Oh fucking hell, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, he's not here. Um, 
I think this song is probably in my top three favourite songs ever written. Top three? Yeah, yeah so on the Young Americans album, 1975, Can You Hear Me? It's just, it's so soulful and there's hints of gospel in it. It's got Luther Vandross on backing vocals. And at this point in time, Luther Vandross is practically unknown. Well, of course he would, because if you're known, you're not doing backing vocals on a Bowie record. But <laughs> the guitar in that song just it's it just it's just wow. This is so delicate and and a little ditty almost. It's just it's delicate. It's emotive. It's delicate. It's it's smooth. It's you know. And I listened to that. And again, it's that kind of that yearn, that kind of pain, that suppression of feeling about being lovers and falling out. And I think the very part that gets me at the very is the very the last kind of 30 seconds of the song where everything cuts out, the drums cut out, the bass cut out. And it's just that absolutely stunning guitar tone. And I don't know who played guitar on it, and I don't know how they play it, but it to me it's one of the most satisfying kind of sounds I've ever heard. I, I love it, and I've I've danced with many many people I wish I could dance with to that song. What Sorry, was that a bit shit? Did, <laughs> yeah, I skanked. I skanked it in my life, <laughs> Gangnam Style. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great song. I feel. I think I first. I think I actually hadn't heard it though, till. Really, because I think I only ever harp on about it. You probably only heard it when you I played, played it to you for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I think. See, or was that the first I'm, I'm... show we did? I think maybe. Do you remember the first time? Oh, there's no pulp on Excellent this list. Show. No pulp. I think there's pulp on my list. Oh. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Anti, you can relive anti, life anti what? Anti free speech won't like that. What about anti war? Anti hate yeah. crime. Anti hate crime. <laughs> and does that mean you're for hate crime or you're against hate crime? Yeah, you're anti hate. Okay. Yeah, I. I, I... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I just got caught up me. with the Bowie. Like I've got Bowie in one ear and you in the other ear. Sounds a bit sexual. Oh, have, you got it, have, you, have you got it on? Yeah, yourself. Can you imagine? No. Power I feel like talk. David Bowie would do so. He, he, he'd, he'd love it. He'd love it now. No, he, no, he can't. He's dead. He died well, he in would. 2016. He would, have, he would have loved to imagine. I would love it if you did that to me I would love it if right we beat now. them. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> and as we know, that was a famous King Charles speech. Talking about World War. Not Kevin Keegan. No. Who's that? <laughs> Let's um we can switch tempo. Okay. To, uh, to uh, shine light. Okay. Shine a light. Uh shine a light. A, a lot less uh, morose than uh, the I, last I think Shine a Light is from an artist that I get to see a lot and it's got uh, fiddle 
in it and i think fiddle is a great addition to any song if it's done well and it's it's like uplifting fiddle? i like i like this piece. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's a really grounding song because I think people that haven't had the benefit of hearing it live he switches it up from the record so it's not always this slow kind of dreamy sloppy I'm falling through this song feeling sometimes he speeds it up. He makes it a little bit more rock and rolly or rockabilly. And I think it's just a really almost a symbolic song. Uh, and I, I know a lot of people won't have heard it. And I re- I implore everybody to go and listen to it because it's a love letter, basically. And I think there's nothing sweeter than a really nice love letter that isn't cheesy. Um yeah again it just stops me and it came to me at a time it got me through certain times certain things happened and it's also a beacon of hope i think that song and i think that's also really important to hold on to when you're listening to music yeah it's got this like um i haven't heard it until listening to the playlist it sort of has um i think there are there are songs that have like a certain like like a grounded perspective but it's not like negative it's very like it's very positive at least the way that it's delivered it's like a really i don't know um upbeat perspective potentially on things like it's it's very nice to listen to it's very comforting at least i found it yeah it's i i agree it's very comforting and it, it's it's soothing and i think mm. a lot of garrett watkins is an artist that is slept on he's he's played with absolutely everybody as an instrument it's not like that he's played with everybody he's (laughs) (laughs) he's played with the fiddle uh, and also (laughs) the fiddle player no um (laughs) he's played he's played with daltrey he's played with the who he's played with status quo he's played with mccartney he's played with the rolls royce of musicians yeah Uh, and he's one of those absolute gems that if you know him, he's fucking great to go and watch. I, I, It's a shame that he's slept on as much as he is. And I think it's a shame that people don't know Shine a Light. And I know in, in, in Cockney that can mean pile of shite. But I assure you, <laughs> this song is not a pile of shite. This song is beautiful. And it's 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 uplifting it's it's sad it's uplifting it's 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 a little bit of everything i think it's not your conventional love song uh and again and you hear it live it's just it's just like wow you get a real sense of feeling and i think that's unique Mm. from a song not every not every song can give you that hence why i've made a list like this um yeah that's a glowing endorsement. So bloody listen to it then, would you, everyone else? Yeah, if you don't listen, listen to, to it, it. I'll, I'll break your kneecaps, all right? And that's... <laughs> In the most polite way possible. <laughs> yeah, po- respectfully, um, I'll club you. Respectfully? Uh, respectfully, 
we can move respect. to three times uh, respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> if I speak, I am in big trouble. <laughs> Is he from Albania? I didn't realize he's from Albania. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lisbon, Albania. Where is uh? How about you can pick a Rolling Stones song to talk about? I'll pick my favourite Stone song on this list Dead Flowers and it's the first Stone right. song that I truly fell in love with for more than just the fact that everybody else loved uh, this is just a great great tune and I love the metaphor I think the, it's the metaphor in it is what draws me to it the most and it's got this really wicked country vibe, I think. Very country, I think, yeah. Bluesy. I know, I think, yeah, bluesy country, that that really kind of classic Stones. And I think Sticky Fingers is probably one of their best, most complete albums. Uh, and it's, I think it's one of their more tender songs. Uh, yeah. Uh, it incorporates a bit it's got that naughty stones edge it talks about you know like i'll be in my basement room with a needle and a spoon you know they got the clear stones keith richards drug references <laughs> every time he plays that live he smiles at that bit uh and yeah like i said it's i think because it's so different as well and the the blend of acoustic with electric and and charlie watts just keeping that kind of the time and the beat and yeah the metaphor i think lyrically it's one of looking at it from maybe my background i'm a literacy student looking at from that background it's 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 a minefield of wow this this is actually really sweet for mick jagger and keith richards uh but again it's got that painful undertone to it because it's how can i word this it's it's a sadness from them but they convey it in a way where it shouldn't come across to us as sadness and i've i've always thought it's just it's just amazing to listen to i don't know what other people think of it i'm sure a lot of people don't know the song exists but again it's probably different because if you listen to a lot of stone songs and then this comes on, it's like, whoa, this is different. I'm going to take my time to listen to this because this doesn't sound like a lot of what their other stuff does. OK, well, Back we now. may as well carry on with the stones and just group them together. It's a bit. This will be the only right. time we go shopping listy, but That's Beast of Burden is just there's so much soul in that song i'm a really 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 big fan of anything to do with soul and again this is another song that just it stops you it almost slaps you in your face with how it commands your attention the soul uh you, you can you can move about to it there's a really unique drum patterns that that only charlie watts could do and a beautiful melody you know ronnie wood in his first album i think it's his first album the stones could be incorrect but it's certainly his best album uh it probably isn't his first album of the stones but i think 
this is the best song that the Stones made in the 70s. Probably one of the best songs they've made since the 70s as well. Uh, but it's it's an apology letter that song it's Keith Richards apologizing to Mick Jagger and I think that makes it really sweet and I think again it's a really interesting way of saying that you're sorry um and I I don't know what you're sorry I'm so sorry um (laughs) I don't know what you think about Dev. I'm going to flip this now. What do you think about Beast of Burden? I think it's really, I, I really like, and I didn't know that that was the, the backstory for that, but I thought it was like really, um, well, like I like the, I like the drum bit and like the guitar is really powerful. Like I, I, but, but again, it's sort of a, a, uh, an approachably softer, edge uh fuck you cut out again not you're again gonna to, you're gonna time... have to start that little bit again say something good oh. no can you hear me now yeah i agree with what you said there i said no it was like oh no it was just because it was like really powerful the guitar and the drums were really interesting but there was like the i don't know like it just feels a bit more approachable than the average stone song for some reason like to me they're just like a softer edge to it it's a really sat it's just a really satisfying groove as well isn't it it's just like uh, yeah yeah yeah. it's like getting into a warm bath that song yeah oh yeah that's fair there's something i feel like there's a there's a little trend here with 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 songs that you like i think there is this sort of Warm. slightly just this like oh fuck you've like, gone you've gone again? you have to say it again you're gonna have to say it again oh, my god sorry sorry again? go on say, yeah say it <laughs> like it's not like it's not specifically like wall of sound but there is some sort of i don't know encapsulating groove going on there's a rhythm there there's like Lyrics that aren't always necessarily heartfelt, but there there always is some sort of personal thing you can take from it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and maybe because it is so different to the rest of the Stone stuff, maybe that is why it just really stops me for those however many minutes the song is. What is it? Five minutes or something? It just four minutes. I go, wow, okay, this is on. I'm gonna feel this. Yeah. Like I think soul. Yeah, and I think soul does that to you. Soul forces you to really take in the song. Yeah. And I think that's unique because not a lot of songs force your attention. I think a song that really forces your attention for however long it is, it's doing something right for you. Yeah, and not and not just because. Um, Re- not, not just because Green there's Day like a sort it. of formulaic. Well, well. Uh, not just because there's, uh, well, I don't see any greed down this list. I know that is quite controversial. One of my favourite bands doesn't feature on this list, but again, that's Could just you down say to the strict parameter. Because they evoke different feelings to me. There's not. I, I I initially had a few Green Day songs that I thought, no, I'm just lying to myself. These evoke different strong emotions. I think the only right. Green Day song that came close was Good Riddance. 
and it's not a Brilliant. song that it's a song that I really love and I think is great but you know it doesn't stop me like Beast of Burden does or like Not Dark Yet yeah oh, we didn't talk about Not Dark Yet actually did we we didn't so let's talk about it now it's my favorite Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. It's my favorite Bob Dylan song, and I think it sounds like he could, for a song that came out in the '90s, which kind of shocked me the foot when I found out. Not know that. Uh, does that just ruin it for you? I, I thought I uh, thought it no. came out in the. It sounded like something could have come out in the '60s. Yeah, big Nashville and, skyline sort of like yeah. Guess not. Kind of. It it feels like organized chaos. That song. It feels like the song derived from like a kind of like a Rolling Stone kind of vibe. Everyone just went into the studio and started making noise. And then he thought, oh, I've, I'm onto something here. And it puts you in a really reflective mood, that song. Yeah. Um, And it, it, it always makes me, I think it does put the hair on the end of my arms. It makes them stand up, which is a funny mm. thing to say about Bob Dylan songs. Uh, because on that album as well, they've got Make You Feel My Love. And I think lyrically, Bob Dylan, for me, is one of the best lyricists we've ever seen. I, I think I could just read yep. his lyrics as opposed to listen. Exactly. Uh, and Not Dark Yet, I think, is kind of a Bildungsroman, a Bildungsroman. It takes you on a journey, that song. And it feels yeah. like you're putting down the stepping stones with him as he's playing it, as you're listening. Uh, and again, it's not that complex of a song. It's just got a killer guitar bit, and it's got a constant. It's it's all it's a constant. It rely Bob that that whole song evolves and relies on Bob Dylan carrying it with his lyrics, and he does it perfectly. And if you really mm. sit down and listen to his lyrics, it's like. A, you think what a genius to couple these words together because they're not di- then you know he's not using big words like because or you know <laughs> mozzarella he's just using very very he, he's got a really good eye of pairing words together and you know it does have this edge to it this song it's a long song and i'll admit now i don't always get through it because i you know i just don't Sometimes you go, I've had my fill of this song, but my fill of that song absolutely slapped me in the face with like, wow. No. And I can tap into, I can get my fill of that song just from listening to however much I want of it, because it's just, it it's, I'm struggling to come up with a word to kind of evoke <laughs> how it makes me feel. Come on, uh, right now. Invent a word. Uh, paracetamolic. <laughs> no, that's good. That's it makes good you feel like you've just taken a fuck ton of paracetamol and you feel great. It makes you feel great for 10 minutes and then... Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, similar then. Not as long, yeah. but similar as far as like, I guess. My cock. Yep. Lyrical. What's that? Nothing. What? No. Oh, right. So, so <laughs> we could go to uh, Roy Orbison. Ah. Oh, running. Which is best voice. Quite... The best. The best voice. 
that the world has ever been blessed with. And I love, love, love the anxiety that this song creates because, it, well, at the end of the song, you are running scared. It builds you up from absolutely just little pitter-patters of a snare drum. And then you get everything crashing into each other in one go. You've got this big crescendo. You're building up to one huge crescendo. It's not a long song. Uh, but at risk of sounding cheesy, it's a bit relatable. People run scared. People have anxiety. I get, you know, I'm a big chicken. I'm not. You listen. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see about that. All right. But just, no, I'm terrible. No, it is relatable. It's very and, light. But he's got this. He's so earnest. Ah, oh, he's got the voice of an angel. He's got this power. Yeah. There's the strength. There's there's love. There's care in his voice. There's a he he doesn't just use his loud voice because he's got a loud voice and that uh, a powerful voice. And that's what I love about Roy Orbison. He's he knows how to use his voice. And yeah. I think most Roy Orbison songs, because of his voice, do stop me dead in my tracks because I'm like, I'm listening to something so unique and special here that the world hasn't heard since. And I, I couldn't tell you any other any other singer that make that has sort of such a expressive voice. I, can't, I, I cannot name anybody else, I don't think. No, and... It's so evocative, you know, and it's not, yeah. the album's called Crying, and that tells you all you need to know. Running oh, scare, you know, it, it's it's almost haunting, I think. In but yeah. you're aware that it isn't, and you know, as the song kind of moves on, you're getting quicker, as you're getting more anxious, and you're almost getting more anxious for Roy Orbison as you listen to this song. Like, oh shit, what's happening? Oh, he's running scared. Like whoa, each each place he goes, he's running scared, and then then all at once, whoa. And then his this absolute bellow of a note that he holds at the end. And walk away with me. He he holds that so well. And that's just that that is like gobsmacking for me. That my my mouth is wide open every time I hear like, how in the world can a human make a noise that that great and hold it and sustain it? Yeah. For a while. Oh, and then the, and, and even like instrumentally, it's quite good. And again, it's compositionally quite simple, but yeah, like there is there is such a, like a frenzy be, there. Yeah. I I I think that's probably the key that un- unlocks why I love a lot of these songs. That uh, they know that they don't have to do anything complicated in these songs. They could easily have made the guitar part harder, the drums more quirkier, or anything. But they know they didn't need to. And I yeah. think there's something really special about that. Well, I guess Testament... what's difficult is making you care, right? Like, yeah. that's what's actually difficult, is, like, just but singing and making mood, someone give a shit about that. The mood that Roy Orbison creates with that song. Yeah. Oh, it's just... It it thrust it it puts you in it from the very first second of the song, and even though it starts off nice and kind of innocent, you know that something's around the corner. Yeah, it's very good. It's perfect narratively. It's got this sort of it's like a song that you'd you'd you'd, you'd imagine. 
was made for like a movie scene or something where like I think, the, I think exactly was. what he's saying is happening potentially i think it i think it um, might have been i'm not i'm i'm not sure but you're right yeah. it's got a really story quality to it very narratively strong yeah but you don't even need visuals to understand like what if you even just like put yourself in that situation like it's very just it's just potent on its own which is difficult to do just by songwriting and it's not and again even like thematically it's not that complex but like the, the i guess the emotions that come with it are complex yeah so that's what I think. agree yeah um how far in a week one two three four five six what's next what's next we can oh pearl jam okay. pearl jam i'm a, i'm a novice as far as pearl jam goes um so yellow lead better i think i think even I surprised myself that I've included this on the list. Uh, but Mike McCready is one of the most underrated guitarists the world oh has God. ever heard. If if you listen, I've just listened to it now. God, like that, yeah, the guitar just started weeping at me. Oh, oh, exactly. He he throttles that guitar to make noise that no one else can make, and I was lucky enough to hear this song live. And it brought a tear to my eye because that guitar just absolutely cries and it wails during the chorus. And it's 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 not actually a very simple lick to play. Like you can't be a novice and play that on guitar. And he was just noodling around and he created it. And I think there's something special about that as well. Just stumbling across greatness. And yeah. Uh, what's his name? Jeremy Court, not Jeremy Court. Who's the lead? Uh, Ed, Ed, uh, <laughs> Eddie <Paxton>. Vedder. <laughs> Eddie Vedder. Where did Where did Jeremy Court think? Jeremy Ve- Jeremy Vedder. Not Je- oh, fuck's sake. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> he wrote lyrics. You know, yellow. It was meant to be yellow letter, signifying a letter that you get from the army when someone's died. His friend's brother went right. to the Iraq War. And he got a yellow yeah. letter, and he wanted something that rhymed, but you know he couldn't really do that. And it was kind of about. It's kind of an anti-war song, really, but I don't really listen to it coming with that approach. I listen to it. Because the guitar is just so incredible. And you can't understand 90% of what Vedder's singing or, or wailing about. But he wails in conjunction with the guitar. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the fact that you can't understand what he's saying makes it more personable and relatable. You can You can make it your own for your own reasons and not have to justify it against anything. Because I defy anyone to truly understand what he's saying he changes the lyrics every time he plays it live as well but there's a absolutely for any guitar nerds or any people that like nice noises in their ears there's a youtube video of just the very end of this song where he's playing the closing lick mike mccready and he makes this guitar roar and it is still to me probably the most satisfying noise that I've ever heard in my life and I would do anything to be able to replicate that myself because I think if I did I'd play it every day to myself 
it's just so oh, nice. Wow. That's high praise. The highest of praise. Thank you, Mike McCready. Thank you for your noises. (laughs) (laughs) Number one noise. I don't even know what my favourite noise I've ever heard. Have you not got a number one noise, mate? What's wrong with you? I don't know. You know when you throw something from a distance into a metal bin? Yeah, it like makes that clang. That's up there. <laughs> Got to be up oh, there. That, that not doesn't quite, quite make my Maybe top not quite ten. Pearl Jam. Not quite Pearl Jam. It's up there though. That was just up the top of my head. I, I always think. That. Do you think there's like Maybe. sea creatures are playing music? The Pearl Jam. Oh, I thought it was just like a like just staff at Claire's or something. <laughs> just like just jamming out. Guess not. <laughs> How does Bob Marley like his donuts? How does Bob Marley like his donuts? Will? With jamming. Oh. <laughs> God. Speaking of Bob Marley, this isn't him. This is John no. Lennon. Imagine. Self-explanatory, I mean, no? I think this is kind of self-explanatory, this one. I think everyone loves this song. I don't want to yeah. come across as a martyr or a preacher or look at me, vote for peace, blah, blah, blah. But I do think it's a song that everybody should listen to. It's, I, I think... You know how there's books that people should read? This is a song that people yep. should listen to. And it's ironic because he died as a result of his music and he didn't get the piece that he dedicated his life to. Um, and I think the piano, the simplicity of, the, again, back to it, the piano is so identifiable and so unique. And I think... Mm. It's it's the tempo that he plays that piano at that really strikes a chord with me. Um, and then when he does it, imagine it's like he's he's directly addressing you really throughout that whole song. It feels like you're having a conversation with him. Uh, yeah, that's the, I think that's the key word. Is like it's very conversational. Like every element of it is very much like part of the discussion. Yeah, and I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, and I know he wasn't probably the nicest man behind doors and whatever, but you should not let that affect your affinity with this song in any way whatsoever, because it's such an important song and it's such a well put together song, and yeah, it it does make you think about your life in the world. Well, it does for me at least, and I think that's why it it grounds me. Uh. Yeah, 